Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Conan Lounge podcast. I am pumped because I want to talk to you about five life-changing lessons that I learned from quote-unquote bad investments. And this is so important because I talk to a lot of, especially like newer coaches or newer entrepreneurs, service business owners, and what they tell me sometimes is like, oh, I already got burned two times, or I see a lot of them giving away their power. Giving away their power by saying, oh, well, I got burned by good marketing, but then it was really crappy coaching, or it wasn't at all what I expected, and so on and so forth. And this is a conversation that we all need to have, because the truth is, I don't really believe that there are, quote-unquote, bad investments. I don't really believe that you got burned. That would imply like scamming, you like not having any power. I believe that you are much, much more powerful than you than you think you are. And what's important is putting that power back into your hands and really recognizing the opportunities that come from quote unquote bad investments. Now here is my top mantra. I always win. I always win. There is nothing that happens where I don't get to win. And this is a decision and really an attitude towards life that has benefited me in so many ways. And I strongly encourage you to adopt it as well because it makes your life so much easier and it protects you from going into victim mode. Now, does this mean every single investment I ever made was exactly what I expected and I got exactly the kind of result I envisioned? No, absolutely not. Most investments I made, I didn't get the exact result that I was envisioning. I joined a mastermind thinking I was going to be at 50k a month after this mastermind and I wasn't. But that does not mean that I got burned and it does not mean that I lost anything. I always win. So here are my key takeaways, five really big, really important lessons that I have drawn from investments that were, let's say, less than ideal. Now, I've worked with probably eight or nine different mentors by now, like high-level mentors. I don't actually look at courses and think that there is anything like getting burned. When I buy courses, it's so that I have access to this information. Maybe it's super relevant right now, or I just want to have access to this information at my disposal whenever I want it or need it. This is how I invest, for example, when I join a membership or like a bigger library. 
of information. So, for example, I'm in a parenting membership, which is like a low two-digit number per month. I believe like $50, $60, $70 per month. And literally, I haven't logged in in like five months because parenting has just been that good. But I know with kids, like there's always something that comes up. So I stay in the membership because I want to I wanna have access to this information whenever something does come up. Right. So the kinds of investments that I'm talking about today are not the courses and the memberships and the low ticket stuff like, I don't know, a thousand dollars or less, two thousand dollars or less, but like the higher ticket group programs or the masterminds or the one on one coaching where the investment quickly rises up into the multiple five figures. My most recent investment was 77k. So that's like the kind of investment for one year of one on one coaching where I would be very, very critical as in like, okay, well, does this give me what, like, what expectations do I have here? And obviously I go into something like that with expectations, right? So these are the kinds of like investments that I want to look at here. Now, there are two investments that particularly stand out to me that have a little bit of a flavor, so to say. I invested with certain expectations And I didn't get what I was expecting. And that's what a lot of people, I guess, would call a bad investment. I don't consider them bad investments. I just consider them, (laughs) it was one of the investments that, that made me who I am today. So let's take a look at the key lessons that I've taken from them. The one investment, it was a one-on-one coaching setting for $22,000 for over six months. And this was still like fairly at the beginning of my coaching journey. It was the first one-on-one coaching container I ever joined. Like the day after I signed a contract, like emotionally, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Anxiety, all the feels. So if you ever experienced that, that's normal. Welcome to leaving your comfort zone. Now, in that container, I learned so many lessons, so, so many lessons. And one of the first ones that I learned is is really about boundaries. So the coach that I invested in, she had boundaries that were insanely rigid and tight. And they made me feel about as welcome as a customer who walks into Starbucks like 30 seconds before they close. And then they want the most complicated drink of all times. And then they're trying to pay in pennies. Like, <laughs> like sorting out, all, like they're just trying to get rid of all the change and like paying in like pennies, nickels and dimes. They're like $7 super complicated, fancy drink when they already cleaned everything and they're just ready to close, right? That's about as welcome as I felt with that coach. And while it wasn't a very warm experience, like she would close the calls like literally like on the second like 60 minutes sharp she'd be like okay time's over see you next week she would only check boxer once a day if i missed the time when she checked it and i sent her like a message after then i wouldn't get a reply until the next day or the day after even a lot of the times when i asked like questions it was really hard to get like replies from her that were not superficial. 
because obviously like on Voxer, like you get one answer, like one voice message back that maybe was a little bit deeper. But then if you have follow-up questions to that, again, you have to wait like at least 24 hours to get the next answer. So it was very hard to have like deeper conversations. And what I learned with that coach, oh my God, I learned so many things. I learned a ton about boundaries and where was still people pleasing. At that time, I cannot believe all the things I did in order to please clients. So many crazy things. Like I would sign clients and I would just stop posting because I was so busy taking care of that client, over delivering, going crazy, making sure everything's like gorgeous, pretty designs, like sending them extra follow-up emails, checking in on Voxer 429 times, like responding to things at like two in the morning. Yeah, of course, I was nursing a baby at that time and still taking calls. And if someone messaged me at 2 a.m. and I was awake nursing, I was like, sure, like, let me reply. It doesn't bother me. When the truth is, those were massive, massive energy leaks. And just being in a container with someone who had such rigid boundaries and who also, like, when I talked to her, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And she would ask back and she's like, are you still responding to people at two in the morning? I'm like, yeah, but I was already nursing. She was like, girl, you're leaking energy here. So I learned so, so, so much about boundaries and where was all the places I was though people-pleasing and client-pleasing. And it really helped me calibrate right away to a very healthy standard. Because here's the thing, when you're setting boundaries or raising the standards on things, what happens? It's a bit like a pendulum, right? You set a boundary and then you're like, oh, I need to set boundaries. You kind of swing too far. And you're like, okay, that's maybe a little too tight. You swing back. You're like, oh, now I feel drained again. And that way you you swing forth and back to calibrate. Now, what she did, she showed me right away how rigid I did not want to be because I didn't like that cold, unwelcome feeling for my clients. And at the same time, being in a world with someone who had such strong, tight boundaries, I could tell right away, like, ooh, okay, this is how it feels to be on the receiving end of these boundaries. This doesn't feel great, but that probably that I would be okay with, and that would that would still make me feel welcome and appreciated, and not just like transactional. So it really helped me sort out my boundaries right away. I calibrated super quickly, and I've found a path where I can be sweet, loving, supportive, empathetic, and really treat my clients like they're friends and part of my inner circle, which i that's truly how I look at my clients. And I'm still in touch with many people who have moved on, like after one-on-one coaching with me for like a year, year and a half, two years, but I still congratulate them to their birthday. They still ask me how the kids are doing. We're still chatting on social media. I've had clients who came to town like a year after moving on and they messaged me and are like, hey, do you still live in Munich? And I'm like, yeah, I still live in Munich. I bought a house here. I'm not leaving. (laughs) And they're like, great, I'm coming for Oktoberfest. Like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, hell freaking yes. Now, if I actually went to the city where my where that specific coach lived in, I'm not sure I was gonna meet her. And I I would probably be scared to even ask her because I would feel like she would just say no anyways. Because <laughs> I didn't feel like it was part of her world. It felt very transactional. So that helped me get really, really clear 
to cultivate the kind of climate and atmosphere that I wanted to cultivate for my high-level clients, my mastermind clients, my Voxer clients, my one-on-one clients, I was like, okay, well, these are the things, these are the boundaries that I need to thrive and be the best coach that I can be for my clients. And this is how far I will take my boundaries. This is this is where I set them so that my clients still feel the way I want them to feel, where they they still feel ex- included, appreciated, loved, and cared for the way and I really want them to. Like I want to be that that mothering, nurturing kind of coach who's really there for them. When I have a client who cries on a call, I don't want them to feel awkward, like, oops, I'm sorry, I'm crying. I want them to feel okay to share their feelings with me because I know sometimes life and coaching and and kids and all of the things that are happening and your business, like, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle in your life. And, like, I want to be the coach where you're safe to open up like that. So, very important lesson. It wasn't a pleasant experience to to be coached by her or to work with her, but it really helped me fix my energy leaks and calibrate and create an environment for my clients of like, okay, I'm very clear just what I don't want. I'm very clear on this is what I do want. I'm very clear on what I need to thrive. Okay, we could implement this all. And it was very little like going forth and back and flip-flopping and feeling confused. It was very, very clear. I think it took me about a month or two to integrate that. And I was like, I still hold roughly the same boundaries. There's like very little fine tuning and tweaking that's happening today. So wasn't pleasant. Was it worth 22K? I don't know if it was worth 22K, but it was definitely a life-changing lesson because man, I feel a lot better in my business and, and with my clients now that I no longer try to people please them. Now, this leads me to lesson number two. And this is a fear that a lot of people have. Namely, what if a client is really unhappy and and then, oh my God, if, if I can't keep my clients happy like and they don't renew with me, everything comes crumbling down and like my business is going to fail. Yo, <laughs> I wouldn't renew with that coach that I just told you about and I most likely won't come back but it means absolutely nothing she is still making multiple six figures a year she's on her way to like probably million million dollar year now it just means absolutely nothing about her business and for every client who's not happy right I mean it if a lot of them are not happy and not renewing, then maybe it's something for you to look at. But literally one, two, three clients a year that aren't happy, that's just, that's normal. That's part of running a business. Like you have clients that are not going to be happy because of how they feel internally or because they had a crappy day or because they had other experiences that that they project on the coaching relationship. I had a client who wasn't happy because I said, usually by the time my clients graduate, I can feel that magnetic pull. And she presumed that I couldn't feel that with her content. And that's why she wasn't happy with the container. (laughs) Like she felt like that put so much pressure on her that by at the end of three months, she had to like be there. And then she wasn't happy in the container anymore. Right? So there are a lot of th- reasons why people can be unhappy or not satisfied or they might have like crazy expectations. 
and it means absolutely nothing about your business. And that really helped lift such a big weight off me because I felt like if someone gives me money, I owe them. I owe them my heart, my soul, my work, my brain, my firstborn, (laughs) and probably my favorite slippers too. Like, I owe them everything. And this was something from childhood conditioning that I got to work through, but seeing it firsthand that I could be not super excited client when I left and she's still signing tons of new clients and she still has raging fans. What a relief. What a relief to see that her business is still going to thrive. She's still going to be happy. She's still going to have a great life and it's all going to be fine. And taking that lesson to myself, will I always give 120% for my clients? Absolutely. Hell yes. I'm here to serve. That's what motivates me. And if there's the one occasional client in between who doesn't get what they want or isn't happy, that's okay too. And the same thing is true for you. If 95% of your clients leave as a raging fan and you stay with you for a long time and ask to renew or buy multiple offers, like that means you're doing fantastic and you need to get out of your head worrying about that one person that isn't happy, okay? Sending you so much love. If you feel that fear, I get it. I'm here with you. But I needed to to really learn that same lesson. I used to focus on that one person that wasn't happy and ignored the five people who had renewed for two and a half years. That's how long they stayed with me. That's how happy they were, okay? So important lesson also on focus. But this was proof. This was proof for me that I really got to release that fear. Now, another lesson that I learned, this was a more recent investment. I was in a mastermind. And I remember so clearly that I told my coach, like, I'm really unhappy with how things are going for me inside the mastermind. I'm really disappointed because I've been in a mastermind for four months now. My income crashed because life was so busy and crazy. I had a really big dip that month and I'm just so frustrated because baby E just lost her pre-K spot and like I am child caring 24-7. I have no time, all my free time that goes directly to my paying clients. I have no time to work on my business. I feel exhausted. I feel drained. I am tired. I'm nowhere near 50K month. And I'm just so sad and upset. And it had nothing to do with her mastermind. (laughs) I was disappointed where my life was. And that I couldn't show up for the mastermind the way I wanted to. And was hoping to. And that I couldn't implement and integrate the way I was hoping to. And the way I wanted to, really. Now, did that coach get in her head and be like, oh my God, Virginia isn't happy. And oh my God, she wanted to be at 50K a month and she's just not. Of course she didn't because she knew what was going on. My private life was a hot mess at that time. I couldn't actually take the action that took me to 50K a month. I couldn't. So, lesson learned. It's okay again to see a client struggle and still be okay with yourself. You can see a client struggling. They're, maybe they're not signing clients the way you want or not losing weight at the speed they want. And it has absolutely nothing to do with your offer. Now, I am a pretty emotionally intelligent person through all the coachings that I have done. I wasn't always like that. 
<laughs> was actually quite emotionally immature. If you had met me five years ago, I had a really hard time, like, understanding my emotions. I would take a lot of actions just based on, like, emotions driving the, these actions, and I had no idea. And at that time, now, when I was in that mastermind, thank God I had built all that emotional intelligence because I was very, very capable of differentiating, like, man, I'm really sad and disappointed because I thought this mastermind would get me to 50k a month. And also, it has nothing to do with the mastermind. It has everything to do with my private life. And I'm just taking these lessons and I will integrate them. And meet me again six months after this mastermind when baby is in, in pre-k and like we're having childcare again. And I promise you I'm going to be at 50k a month. What happened? I got childcare again in May and I left the mastermind in May. Now it's August. Actually, it's September 1st. <laughs> and we've had consistent 20 to 30, 32K cash month, 50K sales month, 60K sales month. What else do I want, right? I could take the things, even though my mastermind experience wasn't what I expected, right? So there was an expectation versus reality. There was a gap that created the disappointment, but doesn't mean anything about the quality of the mastermind. So was it a bad investment? No. Was I disappointed? Yes, I had like emotions and uh, around it and sadness and disappointment, but it wasn't a bad investment because I still like I'm still integrating things that I have learned now and it is still helping me get to my college just taking me longer than I anticipated or hoped for. So again, another one of these quote unquote bad investments, which really truthfully wasn't a bad investment. But if you can't properly assign your emotions and understand where these feelings are coming from. It's very, very quickly to say, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, I'm upset, I'm in this mastermind, so the mastermind must be the reason, okay? So this was very, very helpful for me because I also used to have a hard time seeing clients struggle, even if I know it's because they're having a hard time in their private life, but they're still not signing clients. I know that I can keep showing up for them and hold the faith and the belief that after leaving the container, they're still going to be integrating the things that they've learned in the container, right? And be okay with them struggling if there's nothing else that I can do, right? So that was a very important and very, very liberating realization that I had as well. And thank God I went through this mastermind and that's when shit hit the fan because that freed me from that fear, Next lesson. I, I don't know. I think this is the fourth lesson now. I, I kind of jumped around from like in between. You can be unhappy about investment in the moment, but six or 12 months later, it can, like it can finally click and you get the lesson at the right time. The lesson lands with you at the right time. This was true for many of my investments, especially with that one-on-one coach with the super rigid boundaries, a lot of the things she preached about, like the how doesn't matter, or you've got to trust more, they did not make sense until a year later. A year later, a lot of the things she said, they made no sense whatsoever to me. But when I was in the moment, when I was finally ready to receive that lesson, I was like, oh, so that's what she meant. 
Okay, I get it now. And this is so, so, so important. You may be judging an investment now as a quote-unquote bad investment, and by that you're giving your power away because now you're sitting in resentment. You're like, ah, this person marketed so well, so she tricked me into this, and then she didn't deliver what I expected, yada, yada, yada. But when you sit in that emotional state of resentment, you're vibrating at a very, very low frequency, and you're really closing off to these later light bulb moments, okay? So I really want to invite you to take a more neutral stance to investments that weren't what you expected or what you hoped to get from them, and open up to the possibility that you just weren't ready to receive certain lessons or understand certain teachings just yet. And as you're moving on, as you continue working on your business, as you continue moving through your weight loss journey or whatever thing it is that you invested in, stay open because in 6 or 12 or 24 months from now, suddenly you might have that light bulb moment and it goes like, so that was the thing she was trying to teach me back then, right? Those were four lessons that were really, really important for me and my personal experience. And while they were not super happy, super exciting, there was a lot of like sad, low frequency kind of emotional around some of these experiences. They really, really helped me shape how I want my clients to feel when they're in my containers. They really helped me make decisions, not from a place of fear that a client could be unhappy or fear like, oh my God, this person is struggling and that she might project that on my container or like, oh my God, this client wasn't happy. Now my business is going to crumble down because I was still doing a lot of things in my business from a place of like fear and trying to avoid difficult situations. But to shift in a place that's way more abundant, way more satisfying, way more freeing, namely, this is how I want people to feel when they're going through my coaching containers. This is how I want people to experience my courses. This is how I want people to feel in our relationship. This is what I need to thrive so I can be a really damn good coach. And a coach who really facilitates like crazy transformations, right? A coach who unlocks deep problems for people, like things that they've been struggling for a year. I had a client who was struggling for over a year now. Her income collapsed. She worked with a coach, got burnout because the strategies were just way consuming way more energy than she had to give. And while she did have 5k months back then, she had burnout. And then for an entire year, she basically didn't make much money. And freeing that back up, and she just had her first 5k month again after over a year, because we freed up the capacity. But now she's having these 5k months from a place of like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Like, I love the content I'm creating. It's easy. It doesn't feel overwhelming. I have so much energy. I still get to be a parent. I like, like for my kids, like this is all amazing. And I'm so in love with everything. 
that's the kind of transformation and vibe that I want to bring to my clients. And my quote-unquote bad investments really help me get super, super clear. They help me get clear on what I need, what my clients need, and how I want everybody to feel. And last but not least, one of the most important lessons that I learned specifically from being in a mastermind and observing 15 other coaches coaching each other. So that's like they, that's one of the most amazing things about being in a mastermind is like you get not just the one coach, but like all the other coaches in there, all the other women helping and supporting each other. Super, super helpful. Highly recommend. But I really learned and witnessed the difference between mentoring, coaching, and teaching, and the different vibes of different coaches. So that was a game changer for me because I actually realized like, oh, I'm often teaching and I'm often mentoring. I wasn't as often coaching as I could. Teaching is, here's the information. I'm telling you the information. Go integrate. Mentoring is like, okay, I see your problem from experience. This is what I would recommend. Here are solutions. And then coaching is asking the right kinds of questions. So for example, I had a client who's like, oh my God, I have no motivation to work on my business. I also moonlight for someone else as a service provider doing the same thing for her business and I feel much more motivated. And I was able with just one question, unblock why she was lacking motivation. And that was amazing. And that was a powerful coaching moment because it really helped her see like, oh, okay, Yeah, you're right. The question I asked was like, okay, is it possible that doing the same work for someone else just feels safer because it's guaranteed money and it doesn't depend on like the performance, whether you get paid or not, and it doesn't have your name or your face on it publicly. So it feels safer. Is that possible? And she like responded back. She was like, oh my God, yeah, that's absolutely it. Like it feels so much safer. So I have motivation to do this thing, which feels safe. And the reward is safe versus doing it for myself, which is very unsafe. I have to put myself out there, which takes courage and courage is, and it requires energy. And there is uncertainty. Like I don't know yet when the reward is coming. There is no clear timeline. So yeah, of course, the motivation for one versus the other are very, very different. And that's the kind of thing that I really learned. Like I really witnessed different coaches interacting. I recognized like, okay, like I, I really love when people are coaching me and I enjoy mentoring too. It can be very helpful. It depends a little bit on like what I'm looking for, but witnessing that being the fly on the wall really helped me see the differences and become just much more proficient in using coaching and using mentoring and using teaching strategically at different points in time and maybe even asking my clients what are you looking for right now are you looking for me to give you an answer or are you looking to unblock this for yourself so that you can find the right answer for yourself long term And depending on the reply, I can adjust how I react. And this is one of the big things that I learned from a quote-unquote bad investment that I couldn't have learned any other way. Because this also shaped, okay, how do I want to be supported? And it wasn't actually the way that, co like, the vibe of that specific coach 
which was very like mentoring and teaching heavy, I was like, okay, well, I'm looking for someone who can help me coach better and coach me more. So that shaped my future investment and I'm super freaking happy about it. So those are five really big, really important lessons that I learned. And again, always driven by the vibe that like I always win. I always win. There is no such thing. I don't regret any of these investments. We're talking about easily $100,000 here that were spent on investments that had a flavor to them, that had low vibe emotions around them. But all of these investments were so helpful because I stayed open and I played in the vibe of I always win. I may not get what I expect. I may not get what I'm hoping for, but I always get exactly what I need in order to become the type of coach, become the type of person, become the type of mom, the human that I want to be. I want to be. Okay. And this is a vibe that I just observed with a lot of my most successful clients as well. The other day, someone bought something that they already owned from me. And I reached out. I was like, hey, you already bought that thing. <laughs> just wanted to let, like, point that out. Do you want me to refund you? And her response just blew me away. She was like, oh, well, I guess if I bought it again, it just really, I, like, I noticed, but I, I'm not going to take you up on the refund because I guess I just really needed that information again, right? Maybe now it, like, I actually sit down, consume it in the way I should, integrate it in the way I should, and learn my lesson. And I was like, that's, like, I always win. So I guess I just needed to buy it again. It needed to become an even more important part. That's the kind of vibe. And if you adopt that kind of vibe, there's no way you can get burned. There's no way you can get burned by an investment, in my opinion, even if it's something that you just bought again on accident. <laughs> so I hope that these lessons really, really help you. If you're scared about an unhappy client or you're focusing on the one unhappy person in your world versus the 20 that are super happy, let my experiences be the proof to, that you need to abandon those fears, okay? Because they're just literally like not worth it. <laughs> and step, take back your power. Take back your power. Who? Okay, that was a really big episode. Remember, I'm dropping episodes every single Tuesday. I am considering squeezing in a second episode of the week, maybe like a five-minute makeover or something, something like a quick value drop, like one thing that you can apply right away, or maybe an episode about something like stand-up comedy where I give you a little sneak peek on my crazy writer brain because it constantly keeps coming up with really fun stories. Yesterday I was biking back from the supermarket and I was just giggling and laughing about my own jokes the entire bike ride. People who passed me must have been like, oh yeah, that's one crazy person. She's just riding her bike and like laughing. <laughs> laughing out loud, literally. Let me know. Let me know in the DMs what you'd prefer. A little bit of like stand-up comedy exploration live on a podcast. That feels terrifying, but at the same time, I think you might really enjoy that. Or better, like a quick value drop. Sending you so much love, and I'll see you on Instagram, or I hear you in the next episode. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one 
and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax and let your content do the work for you.